Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with Marcello Yaya, co-publisher, and we have a lot of news this week. Our front page is dominated with a picture Elizabeth Floyd Mayer took in Albany County Court this week. James Hockenberry is getting handcuffed. Um, he was charged with a criminal sex act. Two different mothers took the stand to talk about the great pain that had been caused their families um, by his abuse of their very young sons. The judge set aside a plea deal that would have sent him to prison for 10 years and instead sentenced him to 15. The top story was kind of exciting yesterday. First, we got a release from the governor's office saying that enough money uh, had been lost by municipalities coping with winter storm Stella last March 14th and 15th. The threshold was $27 million, and gathering all the different costs from across the state came to over $31 million. The next step we wrote would be the presidential declaration. Then, lo and behold, before the end of the day, Donald Trump had approved that major disaster declaration, and that allows the different municipalities now to apply for funds. In May, H. Rose Schneider had talked to each, each different school district and town in our area, so we have a pretty good idea, which we laid out here, of how much money they spent largely on snow plowing overtime and equipment. And now they have a means to secure those funds. Uh, the other front page story is by Rose. And it is the long-awaited hearing on a new business district for Knox at the corners of 156 and 157. And there was quite a large crowd, heated discussion. In the end, the board was divided and with one member absent, could make no decision on that. Our editorial is topped with another masterful illustration by Carol Coogan. And based on the story Elizabeth did two weeks ago, along with a lot of research that the Enterprise did 25 years ago on what's happened with great inflation, in a nutshell, the rural um, Hilltown School, Burn Knox Westerlo, still largely has C students, very few A students. The suburban schools like Gilderland have nearly a majority of A students. The current push from students was to eliminate rank because some colleges will only look at the top 10%, and you can go to Gilderland, have an A average, and be rated 182. So our recommendation is for the board and the leaders of the school district to take a good, hard look at what best fosters learning and to go from there. On our letters page, the top two letters are about that issue. Mitch Davis thinks it's coddling kids, beginning with giving them trophies for participation, and it's not the real world. We have a letter from Robert Jarvenpaugh, retired professor emeritus, anthropology, University of Albany, writing about how it just gets passed along, and at the college level now, our kids with just rudimentary skills um, we have a letter from Cindy Pollard, who with her husband runs the Homefront Cafe and a regular visitor there. He's been pictured in his story told on our pages with John Finn. He died at the age of 101. Now a destroyer is being named after him.
Rose Lawson wrote a letter, and a number of her neighbors supported her and signed it, um, distressed with Stewart's threat of a suit for the Village Planning Commission, which she said had the backbone to do the required in-depth environmental study. Turning the page, <laughs> Linda Pulliam sent in some pictures of a gizmo that the patrons of the transfer station in Knox have been puzzled by and talking about. Her thought is if we pictured it in the paper, someone, maybe one of the old men of the mountain or their wives, would recognize this and be able to tell us what it is. We have no clue. <laughs> and Judy Abbott, who is a taxpayer in the Bethlehem School District, lives in the town of New Scotland, is noting some of the problems with the sale of Clarksville Elementary School pending to the sheriff's office. We have a letter from Amy Pacorny, a member of the Knox Town Board, who is uh, upset by what she calls intimidation at the public hearing covered on our front page. We have a letter from Bill Donato um, de decrying political correctness as he describes the writing in Spanish, which accompanies the English writing on the lecterns that are making Altamont into a museum in the streets. Bing Groffender from the Lone Star Ranch in Texas writes, as his father used to ask, has the Altamont surprise arrived yet? And he was moved by the Voorheesville graduation coverage. He's an alum himself, and he felt like he was there. Finally, we have the right names under the right beautiful girls dancing for the Follies at Gilderland Elementary School. We have Marilyn A. on the left performing a dance from her native Micronesia, and we have Garima Y. dancing to a Bollywood song. The Old Men of the Mountain have combined two weeks in the report from John Williams, and he leads with the independent men celebrating Independence Day each in their own way. Turning the page, we have a picture that came in of a puppy who has a purpose. There's a group called Canine Companions for Independence who are looking for people like these to raise their puppies from about eight weeks old to a year and a half when they can be trained to help people with disabilities. Rose has written about Rensselaerville um, discussing these new state requirements to have shared services. Uh, board members and others there feel they're already sharing services. Rose discovered there's no penalty involved for not um, signing up with this new initiative, and they may just decide to write a letter saying what services they're already sharing. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer uh, wrote about the first new school board meeting of the year. Um, Christine Hayes was re-elected as president, and Christopher McManus was re-elected as vice president of the board. The one new member, Timothy Haran, was sworn in, and at the end of the meeting he expressed some of his problems with discussions the board had had at an earlier meeting on his electioneering. Both the leaders said it's time to put differences behind and move ahead. Lots of arrests and blotters this week. A story on David Mazio of Gilderland. And in May, Saranac Hale Spencer wrote about state charges 
that he was facing on um, scamming people. And just this past week, he was sentenced at county court for having violated his probation on very similar charges. And according to the charges which he was sentenced for, he was scamming people in a very similar way in order to pay off, which he has not yet paid, his $150 restitution fee. Another picture of Mr. Hockenberry with his lawyer before the bench. We also had a story on a man who led a credit card scheme working out of Crossgates Mall, and he was sentenced, and also a woman who was charged under Leandra's Law, which is named for a child, Leandra Rosada, who was killed at age 11 when she was driving with an allegedly drunk driver. It's a passenger, and so it's now a automatic felony if someone is drunk with kids in the car. Lots going on at our libraries as always, and Mark Curiel from Gilderland sent in a wonderful picture, and he asked, where's the snow? <laughs> um, the library hosted a petting zoo, it was called, of very large vehicles, which fascinated many of the kids and grown-ups too, I'd imagine. And in Bern, another imaginative thing for very young pre-literacy readers-to-be, the tale of the um, wolf who huffed and puffed and blew the house down. The pigs had a straw house, or a wood house, and a brick house, and these kids had models of those houses and did their own reenactment. Turning the page, we have news from the Altamont Library. Um, another in their concert series is coming up. Three Quarter North is the next one. And the class of 67 is planning their 50th reunion, details included. Dog training is being offered for a very reasonable price at Cornell Cooperative Extension. And here we have a dog that doesn't need training, Beulah the Bloodhound, our enterprise news hound, who has under her velvet ear an Altamont Enterprise, reminding parents and grandparents for those graduates who are going to be in a new place soon, the Enterprise is like a letter from home, part of our series, Beulah Modeled last week, letting us know you can paper train your graduate. We also have another story by Elizabeth, and she talked in depth with Paul Mays, who's with the firm Butler Rowland Mays, and redesigns libraries, Gilderland which suffered a defeat at the polls for a $13 million plan that would have doubled the library size, is now looking at ways to use its spaces. This is a quiet area that firm designed, and as Mays points out, libraries used to be places where quiet was the rule. Now they're active, stirring community places, and the... <laughs> the situation is that there have to be quiet rooms or nooks for people to read. And then here we have a library where kids can play in a boat modeled on the sloop Clearwater as part of their experience visiting the library. 
Kathleen O'Mara, a flutist, has been given a $400 scholarship from the Gilderland Town Band. She was slated to perform a solo from Claude Boling with them, but it was canceled. She plays with the band all summer. She's a student at Fredonia studying music. And the next date for the band to perform at Tawasantha Park is August 3rd. Grace Church is holding a huge summer book sale with very reasonable prices. Lots of other events going on in the community, including the artwork of Susan M. Story, who is a Rensselaerville artist, and her works are on display at Catskill Fine Arts and Antiques. Turning the page, we have the dominant image is what the new hotel next to Crossgates Mall is proposed to look like and it's gone through the next step um, at the planning board and it's on Route 20 here if you want to try to picture where it is and um, also at the planning board meeting the McCownville Firehouse expansion got it's okay but um, the planners learned that the um, bids came out higher than Expected, so the fire department members have to decide whether they'll go back to the public for more funds or change their plans or go out for different bids. At the bottom of the page, a Mike Koff photo that shows this area about here <laughs> where a small brick house was torn down to make way for the new hotel. Senator Neil Breslin made a call in New Scotland for, to resident Sanford Berkman, who is 96 years old and was unable to make it to the Senate for a ceremony um, honoring Iwo Jima veterans. And so the senator delivered the resolution to his home. And uh, Mr. Berkman was in the thick of it. He was the head of a platoon where every single member was either killed or wounded. He did get to see the famous flag raising after he was wounded. Gilderland Senior News, meals and activities in Gilderland in New Scotland. Susan Kidder has produced her typically long and fascinating list of trips that um, anyone, you don't have to be a member of the group, any senior is welcome to sign on and get on the bus and have some fun. Um, our obituaries pages are filled this week. We have June Brown McNiven, who was very proud of her military service in World War II as a nurse. We have Frederick Ottinger, a lifelong forester who lived in Knox. Katherine Anderson, who loved looking at the sky and wrote poetry. Robert Warner, who is known for his quiet steadiness, and Sandy Picuel, who uh, I knew is a, just a vibrant person involved in the Farnsworth Middle School um, theater productions, but also had just a very rich life beautifully described by her family. Um, turning the page, we have um, news from Rose at Burn Knox Westerlo. There's a new camp this year, STEAM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Mathematics, as well as a new program in the high school where kids are learning to be peer mediators.
And we have a lovely engagement announcement um, where Wyatt Muller and Jody White, who have known each other since they were eight years old, have announced they're getting married, and we wish them a happily ever after. A story um, about myself winning an award for um, editorial writing from the International Society of Weekly Newspaper Editors, and it's only always a great honor um, to be included in the Golden Dozen from around the world. Um, there's a notice here on the new solid waste regulations um, proposed by the state, which is certainly of interest to all of the communities we cover, and the public has a chance to comment, um, and we urge people to do so. After we get through our legal notices, we end with um, the continuation of Rose's front page story on the divided board. Uh, Supervisor Vasilios Lefkadidis and Councilman Dennis Barber are both in favor of a new business district. Um, Councilwoman Amy Bacorny and Councilman Earl Barkham um, they haven't decided yet, but the, the missing chair, the empty chair, belonged to Dan Hanley. So they're waiting until he comes back. Next month's meeting, a decision will be reached. State funds came through for roads and burn in New Scotland. And while well, the enterprise was on vacation, a woman from Latham was hit with a rock walking the Indian Ladder Trail. So that trail, one of our favorites, has been closed while well, safety evaluations are being made. And Michael Koff has, in the off-sports season, pictures on the back page um, from the Pucker Street Fair, which um, is uh, an old tradition at Knox, um, and the fair was revived last year. And it looks like face painting, barbecuing, prizes, and sliding made for lots of fun this past weekend. And with that, we conclude our week.